0: The New Zealand Tech Podcast, brought to you by Guerrilla Technology, proactive and strategic IT. Greetings, uh, Minister Simon Bridges. Thank you very much for uh, for joining the New Zealand Tech Podcast today. G'day, Paul. Looks great to be with you. Now the the format i guess for for our show we'd like to get to know you a, a little bit with these sort of discussions and then dive into you know talk a little bit about where where things are going uh you obviously wear the hat as uh, communications and transport uh minister so uh those are areas that we want to you know talk about in terms right. of where the technology is going but um yep. just a little bit about your background um yeah. Where did where did you grow up, and um, where, when did uh, this interest in politics and
1: and yeah. uh, so on develop? Look, I'm a uh, I'm a Westie uh, from Tiaretu, and uh, so all my formative years there. And I uh, went to Rutherford College. Um, look, I I suppose I always liked debate. I was always very interested in you know um, history and politics and these sort of things. So I. I I got involved in that quite early. I sort of decided, yeah, I like the idea of politics. And you know, I was either going to be a talkback host or a, a politician or something like that, because I like the debate and the ideas um, side of all that. Um, in the end, my dad, uh, because I had an older brother who'd become a lawyer and was successful at that, pressured me into doing, doing law. And uh, but I did the the arts degree at Auckland um, in politics and the uh, politics and history and the the law degree and um, actually in the end, I really you know, enjoyed the law and um, basically uh Doctor I worked for a decent-sized commercial firm in Auckland, but I wanted to do something that was more publicly significant. That I felt I had. I had a role in, you know, society, and so I wanted to be a, um, a crown prosecutor. And um, at the time, I had a good option uh, opportunity to do that in Tauranga, um, and I had some family connections there. But basically, you had know, grown up in Auckland, so I went down there in two thousand and one. And, uh, you know, I only really intended to stay a couple of years, but um, in the end that turned into, um, you know, several years. And then, you know, uh, I was going to say I bought the company and I became the, the Member of Parliament um, in 2008. And then, look, obviously the rest is uh, the rest in that, in that sense is history and you were you up against uh Winston Peters when you yeah. uh, at that point, so that was um, it was a bit of a coup, yeah, look, I mean I suppose uh, what is interesting is people look back now and say, "Oh, well, it 's a foregone conclusion, you won, but um, now I reckon life belongs to those who take um, calculated risks, but risks. And, um, you know, I look back at the things I've done that have been, um, you know, sort of in my professional life at least, risk. One was moving to Taurong. All my frat flatmates in Parnell at that time thought I was a nutcase um, for doing it. Um, but yeah, it, was a, it was a fantastic move, you know, personally and professionally. Um, I, w- I went to Oxford University. That was another um, um, sort of, I suppose, stepping out. There was a, I'll, I'll always enjoy, uh, be glad I did. I got a, you know, it was a great rounding experience. And I met my wife. Wife. Um, and then I think the other one was standing for parliament. I, I was just about to sort of become a, a comfortable lawyer earning, you know, really good money. Um, I'd, you know, done my apprenticeships and was, you know, rising up. Um, but I knew I, I wanted to have a go at the politics. And you're, if you remember, it was this guy, Bob Clarkson, Bob the Builder, right. um, who was a sort of self-made millionaire. But he hated politics. It was just not for him. It wasn't like, you know, designing a warehouse and then just building it. Um, it's much more bureaucratic and so he got out and so I took the chance and um, I mean Winston uh, um, was a formidable player and you know he would say to me well you've got no um, back, background no one knows who you are he'll 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 really beat you and beat you badly uh, but of course he was going through a lot of issues back then you know the yes and no cards and uh, all of that sort of stuff and you know we ran a good local campaign and in the end I won really really comfortable.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Now, the thread of technology seems to run through absolutely everything today. So it, yeah, sort of, it, it gives me an excuse to talk to uh, all sorts of people that in, in years gone by wouldn't have been so relevant. Um, what were your first interactions growing
1: up with technology? What are the points that you can yeah. remember? Oh, look, I, this is a very interesting question. I mean, I was never a... Um I was never a space invaders guy. So, I mean, I had King Kong um, and was addicted to that. This, Donkey Kong? Uh, Donkey Kong, I'm sorry. Donkey Kong <laughs> that was bought in Hong Kong. That's why I said King Kong. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so I loved those. But I was never sort of so much into that. And I had that other one. What was it called? It was a sort of a pyramid-shaped device. Anyway, uh, device. Yeah. But then I think realistically, in a sort of a professional sense, there was the flip-top phone. Uh, as a young lawyer that was uh, important. And, you know, if you think about me, look, we only really, and, you know, so I'm 40, we only really got onto emails as a thing. I think it was, you know, when I started work in 2000, that was sort of, so it's probably late 90s, but 2000 emails suddenly were the thing and you're really into it. But you just look back now and even, you know, over... A couple of decades, it's what we were dealing with in 2000 when I first started my professional life, um, prehistoric by today's um, standards with everything that's coming um, at us and I mean I, I think Funnily enough, um, whether it's transport, whether it's communications, whether it's economic development—the various areas where I'm administering technologies, like a minister in—technology is like a meta theme of all of it. If you like, mm. um, um, I, I don't, I don't like the phrase "disruptive technology" because I think it's kind of overused. But that's that's what we've got going on. Yeah.
0: <coughs> uh, Sorry about
1: this cough. It's just it's, a, that's all right. But it's one of these permanent ones. I can't seem to get rid of. There's a drink there if you like it. Yeah. Um, now. In terms of
0: getting into the the roles you're in now, you know as I say technology is sort of a key a key part of it. What are the technologies that are most on your radar mm.
1: at the moment what do you spend the most time uh, thinking about yeah I, I look a lot um, uh, you know because this could get random because there is so much um, but but I think in transport we start with that because as transport minister before it became. Communications Minister, I really, you know, if I got one or two things right, one of them was I very quickly understood that technologically something different is happening at the moment. And we wanted to capture that that, that zeitgeist and, and, you know, get ahead of the curb on that. And I could also see that New Zealand could lead in some of this stuff. (coughs) And the reason for that really is because you know whether it's space, whether it's um, um, drones, whether it's um, uh, um, dr- driverless um, yeah, um, uh, vehicles. Uh, we are a country of technophiles, basically. I think we like this stuff. We um, um, have, you know, I don't mean it's a political. We've political sense. But we've got good government. You know, you, when we can, we're quite flexible, so we could, you know, quickly get ourselves into place to provide the regulatory framework in an area. And um, we just somehow aren't constrained by the big burling bureaucratic approaches of other countries. So, you know, I've thought a lot, um, dare I say it, about the sort of things I've just talked to you about. I mean, we're very, very quickly on becoming a, um, it's a very important trip in my mind. Um, Very quickly on becoming Ministry of Transport, I went to Silicon Valley uh, and Japan actually. So you um, sat in a driverless. Yeah, done and, all that. I look. I, I literally quite, quite early in comparison with others who are now doing these things. I've you know I've been in cars where no one's touching the steering wheel. I've been a lot now. Actually, I've I've you know I've been in hydrogen fueled cars, every kind of electric car you can think. I've I've I've, um, I've experienced all manner of you know the sharing economies phenomena when it comes to um, transport. Um, uh, I've I've seen you know the weirdest and wackiest of aerial um, um, aviation technology that I can't even talk to you about because you know I'm sure I signed agreements before walking in the doors of some of these places um, so so I'm not a an expert in any sense but I do I do think what you know a politician has to do is understand the value proposition of something what it, you know what it can mean for you know. An economy, what it can mean for New Zealanders in their everyday lives, and I think so. I think I've, I've got into that very quickly on being a transport uh, minister, and uh, and and then sought to have sought to capitalise on that. So, you know I believe that the car of the future is an um, autonomous electric vehicle that increasingly we don't own. And, uh, you know, so we've gone through in all of those areas and tried to get the best regulatory environment we can for that. I also think we've got massive economic opportunities in our airspace um, um, because, you know, we're here in Auckland right now. There's serious congestion. It's a lot better because of Waterview, um, the opening of that, which is good. But, you know, there's still congestion. And uh, when you've got that on the land... Um, getting things up in the air and and, and you know, and also in terms of communications satellites are massive, mind-blowing opportunities. So we've quickly put in place one of the most enabling regimes for drones, for example. And I don't know where exactly that stuff will end up because there's so much happening. But I do think it's going to be an increasingly important part of the world's future whether it's in you know delivering of medicines or you know our Amazon books or whatever but all of that stuff and so then how do we how do we how do we push that to the next level um
0: you know I remember uh, uh you know Domino's did their little uh you know thing yep. here in New Zealand would deliver yep. pizza by by drone but in terms of the practicalities of doing that that stuff and, you know, flying over properties that aren't owned, you know, how hard is it to jump through those loopholes? Yep. You know, do you do you think, um, yeah, how quickly do you see those things yep. progressing and how keen are
1: you to uh, to support them? Or, or, or keen. I mean, look, there is always going to be, um, and rightly so, the safety issues. <coughs> and managing those risks, um, you know, with them being your bot- bottom lines, um, so it it 's never going to be easy that said, I think it is easier here than other places and that 's why we are seeing some interesting because we have got a relatively i think a very enabling uh, environment and so we have got companies from Silicon Valley uh, and um, you know other parts of the world that are you know, actively seeing us, this thing I've talked about for a while now, but now we're really seeing it happen as a test bed, as somewhere where they can trial uh, land um, or air uh, tech technologies. Um, I think what it requires, look, requires lots of things. Um, you know, it requires uh, local councils in a particular area where they want to do it to get it and say, yeah, we can see this is really cool, it has a massive potential for um, us. It requires government to, I think, be enabling, but more than that, get the, and and, you know, it's a beauty of my roles, I suppose, a joined up approach. Uh, It requires more than just the Ministry of Transport. If it's in the roads, it requires um, NZTA, it's also under me to be into it and and, and enabling and working through the regulatory issues. Um, It may well require, if it's in the air, both the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment some of the things they've got, and the CAA, the Civil Aviation um, Authority, which which I'm responsible for as Ministry, Trans- Ministry of Transport, and MB is Ministry of Economic Development. So you, you've got to break down the silos and have them say, right, <clears throat> what can we do, X company, that wants to come in here, wants to do some zany stuff, will have to do it safely, but... Um, uh, but yet, we actually think if we take a risk-based approach and we work through it step by step with you, we can do it. Um, and as I say, I don't want to sound like a um, uh, to use a, uh, a phrase uh, Andrew Little used a week or two ago on Winston Peters be a blowhard about this. Um, but uh, we are starting to really see that, and I think you know, you know we. Um, we look at it in a year and a two or two when some of the this stuff is more public. Um, uh, it would be pretty cool. Now,
0: uh, autonomous vehicles. Obviously, we, <coughs> we rely on on trucks to get a lot of goods around the country uh, here in New Zealand, and obviously we have uh, challenges from a congestion yeah. uh, standpoint. What's your view on how quickly these things are going to fall together, what we need to do uh, from a legislative perspective to uh, support the, you know, innovation that seems to be moving pretty quickly, uh, you know, recent announcements from Audi, of course, you know, Tesla are, are now uh, here in New Zealand. And you know their their uh, autonomous capabilities you know improve month by month with their uh, with their software updates um, what 's your view on how quickly that
1: that 's going to move and and what your role needs to be to facilitate yeah. it look I think it 's um it's a very interesting area. It's interesting you mentioned trucks first. I think, you know, you may see that that's where it sort of leads um, because uh, there'll just be a sort of a clear commercial case. Um, Truth it's hard to get truck drivers in New Zealand in some parts of New Zealand, for mm. example. Mm. And so that's that sort of... And then the <coughs> concept of pontooning, you know, where they can sort of get in there and effectively be like a big train um, on the road. I, I reckon you will see that sort of thing happen in the next five years, um, and, and and quite possibly in New Zealand, I think you'll see the and in, in the personal space um, as well. You know, the c- c- commuter type space. Um, I think it will um, it will start in. Um, well, you know, we've already got some autonomous trials happening in New Zealand. What happens is they start privately in a private piece of land. I think at some point we'll start seeing them branch out onto certain. Lanes or something, but I think there that will end up being specified lanes. You know, so so for example, and I'm not saying this, you know, I'm not making some promise that this is happening, but you, you think of our roads of national significance for sure. some sort of a, um, you know, multi-lane h- highway. Well, you know, you can see how with roads at that high specification, you have a lane set or part for... um Connected slash autonomous vehicles to to do their thing on, and um, and you know you see how that that goes. All all the trucks for that, I and mean, you see how that goes are specified because then you're you know you're minimising your safety issues. It will, it will be lump, lumpy because <coughs> although there's just no question in my mind that um, computers robotics are safer than humans. They're just not fallible in the way we are. Um, there will be accidents, you know, we saw the Tesla one, um, albeit that, you know, if that was the equivalent with a, with a human driver, many more people would have died by now. And I don't mean to be glib about it, you know, mm. but but... You know, so they're safer, but the there stats, will be issues. They certainly seem to, seem to uh,
0: stack up right now that, yeah, uh, you know, the technology. Yeah, I mean, you, you've basically got a, a robot with eyes in the back of its head, right? It can yeah. see a whole lot that, uh, that, that we don't
1: see, it doesn't get distracted. And I suppose what I'm saying so, is because it will be, although it will be a lot safer, there'll still be problems, and people will have a much lower threshold. Uh, safety sort of um, um, threshold f- for those problems, and so they'll be held to high account. So, yeah, I'm not every gonna accident's going to be reported, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I'm not going to be trying to sh- <coughs> sugarcoat this. That's that's what we're looking at. So, I'm saying to you in summary: Yep, it's going to happen. I reckon next five years we'll start to see a bit, a bit more widespread stuff away from just the private trials we're we're venturing out on. Um, uh, public roads a bit uh, in a managed controlled way um, and then over the next decade you, you might see it become more more wholesale. Could I just say a final point <coughs> actually the the more important phenomena here in Auckland or in big urban areas I think is the, um, and it's not so much a technology as an innovation but is just the sharing stuff. I don't even think about Uber, I think about Lyft which is much more exciting um, just because that's when you're talking about congestion, on and radically changing things, getting from position where you've got one person in every car, which is what we've got out there on the motorway, yeah. to several yep. because they're using an app and they're joined together, and you know, then they're getting onto the dating apps as well when they they're doing this sort of stuff. I reckon of the sort of all the things going on. That'll have a meaningful impact on New Zealanders in the next decade. It'll be the sharing stuff, the EV stuff I talked about um, will be really big. As well, we're just going to continue to see that go up, up, and up. And then the autonomous is probably actually in a practical, although it's the most, in, in some ways, the most exciting. In a practical sense, is probably the least important. Albeit, I'm convinced it will happen over time.
0: Yeah, I mean the the um the idea of um the ride sharing and you know increasing number of people in, in vehicles, certainly technology can be a facilitator for that and um yeah you know, I guess with Autonomous vehicles taking care of that type of uh, function, uh, that could work hand in hand together. What are the what are the challenges for getting onto roads? Because obviously, people right now have Teslas that can you know drive them to a degree on the motorway. Yeah. What what are the rules and the the, the laws? Yeah. What what what's okay now for somebody to do, let's say Tesla releases an update uh tomorrow uh that, that allows me to, you know, jump in my car and um you know fall asleep on the way to uh on the way to the office, um, you know, probably once I get to the to the motorway. Yeah. Um
1: and and what's got what's gotta to change to facilitate that appropriately? Well it's it's simple and complicated. The simple answer which at one level is true and I hesitate to say um, but the simple answer is actually in New Zealand at the moment, as I understand it, and we have had, you know, legal advice on this over time, there is no law or rule against uh, any of that. So I, I've been an Volvo, um, um, you know, that's at, I forget of the level one to five, is it, was it two or three, but the gentleman, you know, took his hands off and we were chatting um, on a... Highway, and that was a publicised sort of a trial. Sure, um, uh, but but uh, strictly speaking, there is no law against that. What what there is though is a law. Um, uh, uh, there are laws various in various places in relation to police and the New Zealand Transport Agency. You know, a, a sort of a, a broadly speaking duty of safety, and so you know, uh, were you to be um, um, asleep, drunk. I don't know, go climbing over the back to um, um, get some food or something or um, stop your children fighting, um, that, that wouldn't be safe and you wouldn't be um, uh, able to do that. So that's sort of the position now. So wouldn't look, be considered safe. It might be quite safe if the technology's well, possibly, you know, doing the yeah, job. Yeah, poss- so, so that's all a bit cute. I think we do need to get to a, in a, a more significant position than that where it's it's really all thought through where we're at at the moment is um the ministry of transport and the transport agency primarily a few others they are just working through all of this and and at the moment i suppose the honest answer is reasonably case by case christchurch airport with hmi um where they're doing a um a trial uh, uh, on their premises Um, you know that's been a bespoke set of arrangements and we're continuing to see that I I think though we do need to get to as I say that more generalised position of what the rules are Mm. um have you given any thought to sort of multi-mode transport, you know, this idea
0: uh, that you might use an app that's going to help you get from A to B and it might be a combination of uh, using an e-cycle, a train, totally. a car and so on. Do you
1: have any thoughts on, on how that could play out here in New Zealand? Too it? many thoughts. Um, so let me <laughs> draw Um You know, It's going to happen. It has to happen. Um, look, actually, I don't think i Telling tales out of school, but look, later this year, probably I will launch a, um, a MAS, um, I forget what it stands for, no, Mobili- Mobility as a Service, uh, effectively, app um, in, uh, Christ, uh, in Queenstown. Um, uh, Funny enough, sort of, uh, uh, it works very well, um, the idea in Queenstown, and it's really us trying to move this way significantly, and it should be, um, as you say, mode, actually, ownership agnostic. So, you know, whether it's hiring the bike to get around Wakatipu Basin, followed by being picked up by the taxi, followed by the busing, which is, you know, we want to improve significantly in that area with more park and rides and so on, followed by ferry. Um, we want all of that in this. And and then we want to see that in Auckland. Um, and, Look, there's some pretty a lot of this, you know, the public domain, but it hasn't been picked up particularly strongly. But well, one of the things I did when I went to that Silicon Valley, on that Silicon Valley trip, I think it was middle of fourteen, uh, early fourteen, um, was uh, visited uh, play, uh, an outfit called Machine Zone. So these guys do. You you probably know it. What's the app or something? Um, war game, war game, of war, or I I don't know. Anyway. A gentleman there um, worth, you know, like all these Silicon Valley guys and girls, a few billion dollars. Yeah. Um, but fundamentally, he sees this technology as about much more than just the games and so on he is doing. It's about data and big data. So he now has an agreement with the Transport Agency and um, uh, uh, Auckland Transport. And it, 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 that, that data and his um, expertise is um, it's doing a whole lot of things I can't understand. It's also doing stuff like um, in the busing network. Um, uh, showing us for the first time ever all the buses in Auckland in real time, who's on them, not, you know, your name, but Mm. that there's X number of people on them, where they are on the network, where they're going, as I say, in absolute real, how they paid. um, And, The logical extension from all of this is, and that's very important because it shows us we can, you know, if you move bus 64 from South Auckland to West Auckland right now, you're dealing with, you know, the issue, you can change what you're doing, etc. But you can also got to move right into this, you know, first and last mile stuff and the um, mobility as a service stuff and the app. So if the app goes well in Queenstown, I'm sure we'll do it. Um, in Auckland and it will tie in with some of this other stuff so you'll know in real time Lock the bus is coming in 25 seconds and when I get off it there are three Uber, um, uh, uh, two conventional taxis and um, 21 um, uh, uh, bike shares are waiting for me um, and the train goes at. Um, so that I think that is all coming. That's great, and so who who's running that initiative? It's a combination of uh, NZTA, the New Zealand Transport Agency. So that's the government side of it. Mm-hmm. They primarily a guy called um, uh, Martin, who is the technology officer. He's a great guy who's you know um, uh, really up on these things. He'd be an interesting guy to have in actually, um, and and also AT uh, very involved uh, in it as well. But. Um, um, you know, well, I, people often make the mistake of personalising things and think it's because of something they did. But I think a lot of it came from the trip I made to Silicon Valley in the Machine Zone meeting, where um, you know this guy, because he's wanting to try interesting things, uh, brought some of his very you know um, big data um, type work um, to bear on our transport network in Auckland and allows us to do these things. So when are you heading back to Silicon Valley? When's your, um, when, when's your next trip? Honest, honestly, um, if uh, I, I'm I'm not travelling at all. I've done very little travelling last sort of year year or two, um, and that's because there's a huge number of sort of domestic priorities. But but if well, the, the national government's lucky enough to win, it's a real priority for me to. As a mixture of economic development minister, communications minister, and transport minister, go to um, Silicon Valley. uh, I may well go to Japan because there's some very interesting things happening there as well. You know, they shouldn't be left out when you're thinking about, um, you know, transport and technology. It's sort of Silicon Valley, Japan, uh, Germany, uh, I I think, for the most part. Um, But also Israel, I'm keen to go to because I think more is. ED, um, Communications Minister, they're, um, you know, whether it's cyber security or ICT technology more broadly, they've got a pretty amazing story. And I'd just like to see if there are things that we can be pushing in on that Mm -hmm. they do that sort of we're not. Mm. I mean, out of the valley at the moment, I guess we've seen, um, you know, Elon
0: Musk seems to keep coming up in the news. You can't, can't, you know. Can't keep him down. Yeah, can't quieten down the uh, the attention that he gets. And, and you know, a, a lot of it rightly so. Um, interesting recently, um, his work with the Boring Company. Yeah, totally. And, uh, you know, the, the idea of sort of tunnelling under the roads to create a new way to get congestion off yeah. the roads. Um, and then the Hyperloop in this recent announcement yeah. of, uh, you know, maybe, a connection between New York and, and Washington yeah. DC now if we had that in New Zealand that would uh, awesome. you know, allow us to get from Auckland to Wellington about half, half an hour fantastic. do you I've... think
1: any of these things are, are, are relevant here oh, um, yeah. in, in, in mean, New Zealand n- New Zealand's issue on, on, in a lot of these things is a, is a relatively small, dis- well, and you know, in some regards, a very small and dispersed population over a relatively big country. Um, that just does, unfortunately, make things harder. Um, you know, um, Wellington well, there's actually... There's plenty of good sides to it, isn't there? There's plenty of good, <laughs> but the, one of the negatives is you don't get these fancy bells and whistles, mass transit, quite the same. Um, that said, I think over time, some of them stack up. What I don't know um is exactly what they'll look like like will it be some sort of a um, um a, a autonomous bus system by pontooning um pulling into effectively train stations um uh or what will it be rail um uh with with all that that's got to offer um or will it be a as you say some sort of hyperloop yeah. um we, we'll see but it's um, it's a really interesting space. Again, I said something was like that this morning, I was talking about this. I, I think Singapore is one of the smartest, you know, outfits when it comes to um, transport and technology. And, you know, they've started doing these. I forget what they are, but they're those eggs, basically, that they're moving around on a in an autonomous sort of loop type um, scenario. So. You know they've you got just quite a, a perfect environment for a lot of these things. Absolutely, right? being a, a city state, very dense um, population, etc., and also um, uh, much more uh, compliant political conditions, uh, which, <laughs> I'm, which I'm not sure anyone wants. Uh, which, well, well, but which does mean you can, um, um, you know, um, of course, people, you know, the will government can dense, do whatever they want, but like. you can get in and do some of these things. Um, with a bit more courage. I mean, they are pr- pricing is just another part of this. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, they are instituting the sort of pricing I've talked about that m- might apply in Auckland one day and that we're doing the homework on. But, of course, they're just uh, getting in and rolling it out.
0: Mm, mm, mm.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it certainly uh, uh,
0: you know, helps their forward thinking on, on some of these things. Um, yeah, it wouldn't help the local population if their if thinking it was in the other direction. Uh, but yeah, they they seem to be uh, moving moving in a good direction there, um, and and in, in terms of I guess where where to from here, what you know, what do you think are the the next steps ahead in terms of how how technology is going to impact things other
1: than the areas that we've we've discussed? Oh look, I mean, I think. Um we've, you know, focused on the transport side or on the other side. I mean, I think, um, you know, ICT, I- I- technology more broadly, um, it's a phenomenal story New Zealand's got. And um, I-, I think, you know, I would say this and I don't want to turn this into party political broadcast, but Please the don't. single, <laughs> I-, I would just simply say, the-, the single and you know, whatever the government is, they've got to continue it. Um, the single most important thing, I think, is it's a bit like... The roads for cars. Yeah. Yep. Um. What you need is you need the UFB and you know the best internet connectivity. And we we rock. Our rollout of that is it's the platform from which everything else is possible. Um. That's going at real pace. Look, we'll we'll end up. You know, I, I think doing all of New Zealand effectively, certainly on a population basis, mm-hmm. if not a um ge- geographical basis. Yeah. I mean the, the UFB is just as phenomenal. It's a huge benefit to the country. And and you know it puts us up there with the Singapores when um, for a country of our sort of geography we shouldn't be in that or uh, we wouldn't think we'd necessarily be in that and, and just what it means in terms of productivity of our rural sector um, tourism, you know, I, I always use this example and it's a bit sort of trite but literally, you know, um, um, those Chinese tourists who come in, they do want to upload that selfie from Milford Sound when they take it, right? And um, it, it just provides for also the productivity, the social cohesion that it brings phenomenal. But from there, the opportunities, well, look, the sky's the limit. I mean, I was um, telling Tay's out of school, I don't think they'll mind. I've now told these stories. I've so got a couple of do's I've been in the last day. Yesterday morning, I was out at Weta and um, Wingnut, and, um, uh, AR, uh, um, um, augmented reality sort of workshop. Look, um, amongst all the things they did, they put um, some goggles on me. We're in a room with leather couches and so on. And and you put the, the goggles on. You see everything in the room. Um, But what suddenly happens is these freaking spiders are coming out of the wall um, and trying to hit you. And fortunately, I had a couple of six shooters. So I was able to blow the crap out of them (laughs) as they're coming at me. And you look up the ceiling, they're all coming and you're blowing away. And then suddenly they're down on your feet and they're crawling up your legs. And I could literally feel them even though they weren't real because my mind was playing tricks on me. Um, But I joke around, but you look this is about we could talk about 15 areas like this but just in this one area augmented reality to give a sense of this um that has so many um, implications they and a few others mainly in wellington's but going on in auckland too though are world leaders in some of the things they're doing it won't just be gaming um you know it has real applications and to name just but one area of medicine where you know if you're a um uh, patient in um, far north, um, and you can't really get to a doctor. You know, you put those goggles on, and they will show you how to administer that injection and uh, exactly where you do it. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of other areas where, with the platform that the broadband provides, um, we can make a, a you know bluntly a lot more money for the country these are our highest paying jobs right now we've seen the tech sector go from nothing basically to over sixteen billion dollars a year our third biggest export uh, it was pretty remarkable but we can just continue to grow that and be seen as a uh, I think a, a, a truly digital nation that's fantastic well, I know
0: we've got to wrap up one last question you were sort of alluding to a you know ongoing expansion of um, of fiber hitting the population um, yep. you know started with that seventy five percent target. Yep. Now, 85, I mean, what number would you pick that
1: the percentage that we'd be able to ultimately hit with that long, oh, look, look, long term? I'd like to think we can do a bit, even a bit better. Um, and. You, you know, uh, we're constantly pushing Crown Vibe Holdings, our guys, um, to push the uh, the choruses and, and so on of this world to to do um, better. Because I'm really ambitious uh, on it. I mean, let, let me put it to you in this way, and it might be a bit sort of abstract, but it um, it, it demonstrates it to me. And the OECD, so effectively the rich countries of this world, we once, I think it's 26th, uh, that was about 2010-11. Um, we're now 11th. Um, well, I want to get us, um, uh, and I think the government should have us, not just in the top five, but look in the top two or three, and uh, I reckon early 2020s we can do that. That would be great. Well, thank you very much for your time, Minister. Good to talk to you. Thank you.
0: The New Zealand Tech Podcast.